Okay, so we're in First Corinthians 12, um, 1 to 11. And if you've got the same title as me, one that you've just been given, we're on page 1153. Okay, so, concerning spiritual gifts. Now, about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to dumb idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between Spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. And all these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Amen. So the first thing we're going to look at this morning is the Holy Spirit as the source of our gifts. And the church in Corinth were all caught up in their divisions. They were all caught up in sexual morality. They were all caught up in lawsuits that they were fighting against one another, um, and they were battling together. And they basically stopped valuing one another, they stopped working as a team, and they started looking kind of out for themselves. And in this passage, Paul's reminding them that the source of their gifting, the source of their life, the source of their hope is God, God himself. And at the beginning of the passage, he makes it really clear that all the spiritual gifts that he mentions here, and a whole heap of other gifts that he mentions in Romans, and even their faith itself was a result of the Holy Spirit working in their lives. In verse 3 he says, Therefore I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus be cursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Later he says, All these are work of one and the same Spirit. And he distributes them to each one. Paul's writing to remind them of the source of their gifts. They need to look back to the Holy Spirit. He's writing to remind them that it's not these mute idols, these dumb idols of their past that require their attention. Not their fancy education, not the subjects that they know so much about, not their favourite preacher or teacher, so that's something else that they were getting caught up in. Oh, but your favourite is Paul and my favourite is someone else. They got caught up in all of that and they'd forgotten the source of their gifting. And they need to be reminded of the fact that God and God alone is the source of their faith and their hope. Not their own success, not their own ability, not their favourite preacher. None of these things are the source of their gift. The Holy Spirit alone is the source of their gifts. And the same is true for everyone else. The Holy Spirit is the source of our gift. Some of you might know. I imagine that not many of you will know this about me, but I am a bit of a superhero fan. Um, and two of my superhero favourites are Batman and Superman. 
Now, if there are any comic purists out there, and I'm not claiming to know everything about comic history here in the form of Batman or Superman, I know that people can get quite precious about it, um, but I am particularly fond of Superman, um, and one of my favourite movies is Man of Steel's. Has anyone seen that here? Okay, if you haven't seen it, I'm going to ruin it for you in just about two minutes' time. But hopefully it's not too much of a spoiler, because most of us know when we go and watch a superhero movie that a superhero saved. So basically, Superman, he's caught in this moment in Man of Steel where there are some evil aliens, because there's generally evil aliens, who come to kind of take over the planet, to destroy the planet, to destroy humanity. And he is caught in this moment where they have this giant machine that's looking to um, transform the Earth, it's looking to destroy the Earth and ruin it basically for um, humanity. They can no longer stay there. And he gets into this battle. And he's kind of trying to destroy this thing. He's, he's in, caught in this storm, there's thick dark clouds, and the gravity's kind of pulling him down into the earth. And he keeps getting slammed, and he keeps trying again, he keeps going again, he keeps going again. And eventually he hits the floor, and he's just about to go again to try and defeat this machine, to try and defeat these aliens, when he realises that it's totally beyond him. It's totally beyond him, he can't do it by himself. And so what he does is he gathers all his energy and he pushes himself up and he flies, that's what Superman does with. And he goes up, up, up through the clouds. And it's that, like that moment when, you know when you go through the clouds on a plane and you come out through the clouds and suddenly it's just clear, totally clear sunshine and just this white blanket. And he just stands there, if you can stand in the air. In the, in, the, in the light of the sun. And those of you who are not Superman fans will not know this, but he recharges his solar batteries um, by bathing in the light of the sun. And I love that moment in that movie because it reminds me so much um, of God. It reminds me so much of Jesus and how so often we can try to go again and go again and go again into darkness and we can go again and to fight things in our own strength. And actually, what we need to do is to go back and to be in his light and to be in his presence. No matter how good a job that we do on our own, on our own skills, and our own abilities, we have to keep going back to the source. And the source of all of our giftings is the Holy Spirit. In the same way that Superman has to go back to the sun to recharge, to be replenished, to be renewed, each of us has to keep going back to the source, which is the Holy Spirit, to be recharged, to be renewed, to be refilled. And maybe this morning we're sitting here and we're very aware that we've been plodding through and relying on our own strength, our own gifts, our own skills and abilities. And actually there's an opportunity for us this morning to come back to God again and be filled again with His Spirit, with His presence, with His strength. His abilities, to be filled again with his goodness and his power. And I wonder if I can just pause for a moment and just pray for each of us here, all of us this morning, just for that renewal from God. Holy Spirit, would you ask that you would come? You are the source of life, Lord. Would you bring for each one of us this morning just your renewal? You're refreshing. Would you remind us, God, that you um, are our source, 
We're going to need to work super, super hard to make things look real in the world. We just need to rely on you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, would you just seal it up in our hearts? So, spiritual giftings, um, they're given um, by the Holy Spirit. He is the source of our giftings. But what is the purpose of our giftings? Why do we have these? It should appear up on the slide. Our giftings are given to make him known. The church and the work of the church is supernatural. It's totally beyond natural. So all that we accomplish together is inspired and fueled um, by God and who he is and his power at work in us. It's not purely by our own efforts. When we look around everyone here and we look around at what God is doing in our church family, that's not happening just because of what we're doing. That's not happening just because of what a couple of us are doing. That's happening because God is moving in us. And the gifts are given by the Spirit to make him known. And spiritual gifts are supernatural gifts given that we might minister supernaturally to other people. In verses 7 and 10, Paul lists some of these gifts. He talks about messages of knowledge and messages of wisdom. He talks about prophecy. He talks about faith. He talks about healing. He talks about discerning between different spirits. He talks about speaking in different tongues. And he talks about interpreting in different tongues. And we do not have nearly enough time to be able to go through and look at each of these gifts individually. But I would encourage you, there is a series that's on the church website already, which was delivered by Chuck um, a couple of years ago, which is called The Gifts of the Spirit. And if you'd like to know a little bit more about those individual gifts, I just encourage you to go and listen to those talks again. And there are also a couple of books that we can point you towards if you're interested in reading a little bit more. But many of these gifts, I've just listed will have encountered in our church family here. Um, just even for Scott and I ourselves, I shared a few months ago about how someone had a word for us, for our house, and the word was that we would be ha- we would have a house that was far bigger than what we um, anticipated we could ever own or have. Um, and so we thought we were going to get a tiny two-bedroom flat that would be just big enough for the two of us and just big enough to have maybe a table to sit six people. Um, and actually, now we have a house that's like a positive mansion in comparison to what we thought we could achieve um, or that we could have ever had. We had 12 people in our kitchen the other week for our welcome dinner, which was amazing, you know, beyond what we could have expected. And someone prophesied that over us. It gave us that hope and that faith to pray for that. Maybe some of us here have been, been part of the service and you've experienced healing. And I know that some of us have had healing for a of our years. Some of us have had healing for problems with our back. Some of us have had healing because of emotional struggles that we've had that have been going on in our lives. These are the gifts of the Spirit that are given by God to make Him known. Each of those things draws us closer to Him. As I was listening to a talk, um, as I was preparing for this, it's a talk by Kenny Warthick, who is a minister um, in the Church of Scotland, and he's in Edinburgh and Western Hills. He also has just by that. One of the most fantastic preaching voices that you could ever hear, that you could listen to for ages. But he was sharing a story about someone who um, started, it was someone who used to come along to the church, they used to come into the cafe that was attached to the church, and it was someone who they saw on a regular basis. And what happened was they started to stop seeing that person come. But what happened for Kenny was that he started to see that person in his dreams. And 
He knew that he needed to be praying, and he knew that the church needed to be praying for this person because he knew that something was happening where they needed help. A few days later, the person um, turned up at the church in the cafe, and it turned out that she'd been experiencing some really severe um, domestic abuse at the hands of her husband, and her husband had just been imprisoned, and that she had then been able to come back to church. You know, that's something that can't be explained by the natural things of our world. It's something that's supernatural, that God would give Kenny those dreams about that woman so that he could be praying for God's kingdom to come in her life. You know, God knows, God and God alone is the one who knows every detail of all of our lives. No matter where we are, no matter what we've done, no matter what situation we're in, God knows that. And it's his heart to reach out to every single one of us, whatever we are. So the gifts of the Spirit are given so that we can minister to people supernaturally and to share the good news of Jesus and all that we do. You know, Jesus said to his disciples in Acts 1, Acts 1, verse 8, that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. The Holy Spirit empowers us, supernatural power, to be able to be Jesus' witnesses from here to the very ends of the earth. We may not be in Judea, and Samaria, or Jerusalem, but he empowers us right here to take the message of who he is to the rest of the world. So the Holy Spirit is the source of our spiritual gifts, and he equips us to be able to make God known, to make our Jesus known um, throughout the world. So the Holy Spirit is the source of our gifting. The Holy Spirit um, is given gifts, these gifts, that we might make him known. And the gifts are given to all. So Paul makes the source of our spiritual gifts clear, and he makes it clear that spiritual gifts are not for our own fame. It's about sharing who Jesus is with the world around us. And in the kind of final section of the passage, he also clarifies another kind of um, truth that had gone wrong, if you'd like to think, in the church in Corinthia. Basically what had happened was they started to believe that there was a hierarchy of gifts. They started to believe that there were some gifts that were better than others, and so there were some gifts that had that were preferred. And so because if that person had a preferred gift, then they would have a preferred position um, within the church community. And part of that was because the Corinthians were so focused on how things looked on the outside. So if it sounded impressive and it looked impressive, then it had to be impressive. And the Corinthians were often tempted to copy what they thought seemed best, what looked best, what sounded best. That was what they wanted to go for. And so the gifts began to be structured in this way, where one was at the top and one was at the bottom. I wonder how many of us are sitting here today and can relate to that. You know, maybe we have looked around at our friends and we find ourselves thinking that actually our ability to teach isn't as good as theirs because it doesn't look like this. Or maybe it's that our ability to give isn't as good as their ability to give because it doesn't look like that. You know, maybe we've dismissed our own ability to share Jesus with people because it doesn't look the same way as we think it should look when it sounds impressive and it looks impressive. But this is why Paul spends so much time 
underlying fact, one point, that the gifts come from the same spirit. The same spirit gives every gift. And so it's not like this, where we have this structure from top to bottom, but the gifts are given to each of us, every one of us, and the gifts come from the same spirit. All gifts are given by the Holy Spirit, all all gifts are given to each one of us. That's what he says in verse 7, to each one of us. Gifts are not divided out to a select few of people who look like they're doing a super good job because they're super capable and they're super holy. The gifts are given to each one of us. And it says in 1 Peter 4.10, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Each of you means all of us. Not some of us, not the ones of us that look impressive, not the one of us that looks super capable, not the ones of us that look super holy. I like the word super. (laughs) All of us, each one of us, is given gifts by the Spirit. And everyone here, everyone here, is gifted to bless the church family. And you know, using your gift means that we can do more together. Using your gift means that we can bless more together. Using your gift means that we can make him known more together. Gifts are given to each of us, and each of us has got a gifting that we can use. I'm just going to say that again, because I think there's some people here, maybe this morning, who think, not me, not me. I don't have a gift that's been given. That's not true. That's not true. In verse 4 to 6, Paul talks about the difference that exists in the church. And he says that there are different kinds of gifts, different kinds of service, different kinds of working. You know, what does that mean? Well, it means that not all people who are speakers or teachers are going to stand up in the forum on a Sunday morning and teach and speak. But maybe your teaching and your speaking looks like sharing Jesus and his truth with your workmates over a chicken Caesar wrap, rather than my choice, at lunchtime. You know, everyone who's an evangelist here who's called to that, it doesn't mean that necessarily all of us will stand in the middle of Union Square and lead, I don't know, a thousand people to Jesus. Some of us, it might be the one person that we have prayed for and met with five years of our lives and suddenly, sitting in our passenger seat of our car, they've given our lives to Jesus. You know, there's different gifts different services, different working, but each one of us has been gifted by the Holy Spirit. And I just want to encourage you this morning that if you have set yourself aside or you've dismissed yourself, your passion, your gifting, because it doesn't look like that person or it doesn't look like this person, pick it up. Pick it up again. Don't dismiss yourself because it doesn't look like this. Look back to the source, the Holy Spirit who empowers each one of us to minister supernaturally to the church community that we have here and to the people around us. You know, the Holy Spirit, Jesus our Father, is looking to use you and me, believe it or not, today to minister and to make him known. So the gifts of the Spirit, they come from the source that is the Holy Spirit, not from our own skills, not from our own abilities, not from our own success. They're given that we can make him known. They're given to all of us. And finally, to bring us to our final point for this morning, our spiritual gifts are given to enable us to serve one another. In verse 7, Paul says that 
the manifestations of the spirit, and that's a big word, manifestation, basically just means like the, the presence of the spirit, the making known of the spirit, his actual being with us, are given to the common good. And the common good is that all the gifts are given, that we would use them to bless the community that God has placed us within. We can be blessed by our own gifting, but we're blessed even more when we use our gifting to bless and to minister to others for the common good. You know, gifts are given for the church, for the benefits of the church, and for the people of God who he brings together. I said earlier, 1 Peter 4, verse 10, that it says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various form. And Jesus himself says this in Mark 10, 45, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, to give his life as a ransom for many. Our spiritual gifts are not about giving us status, are not about giving us position, but they're given as a gift for each and every one of us to serve the body and to serve the world that we live in. And it's not about how we make ourselves look good, but doing all we can to serve the people around us in everything that we do. And as a church family, we don't want to get hung up um, on whether we have the gifts that other people are going to notice, or we do have the gift that everyone's going to see, but we want to rather ask the question, you know, are we using our gifts to strengthen the faith of the people around us? Are we using our gifts to strengthen the faith of the people around us? And the second question, are we using our gifts to help other people use their gifts better? So are we using our gifts to strengthen the faith of the people around us? Are we using our gifts to help other people use their gifts better? Oh, but my gift, I won't be able to help anyone. Rubbish! Absolute rubbish. We're a body and each of us comes together and we complement one another and we bless one another and we serve one another and by doing that we build one another up into the church that God has made us to be. You know, I think only about Sunday mornings here and Sunday mornings is just a tiny part of what happens in the life of our church. You know, it's just one day of the whole other seven days. Six days? Seven days. It happened in the course of a week. That's about worrying that it's a week. Well, Sunday mornings, there are some people, the logistics guys, who come here early every, every Sunday. They set everything up. They're the first to be here. They're the last people to leave. They pick up the van. They unload it. They put everything out here. They pack it all down. They put it all back in the van. And they do that so the worship team can set up and rehearse. And the worship team meet on a Thursday so that they can pray and so that they can prepare to lead us into worship. And the tea and coffee people come early so that the welcome team have got um, a sweet treat of pastry and some coffee and tea to usher people into when they come to our service for the first time. And the welcome team are here early to make sure that anyone who comes who's new, or even those of you that have been around for years, are felt made to feel welcome in this place. You know, and that's just a tiny, tiny glimpse of what already happens, and it's one tiny, tiny glimpse of what can happen when we're all working together to serve others, to serve one another. So let's use our gifts for the common good. The Holy Spirit is the source of our gifting. The gifts are given to all of us, and the gifts are given that we might serve and that we might make him known. Shall we stand?
So we just, at the end of all of our services, we like to leave space, um, silence, for God to be able to speak, or maybe the person he's speaking is a bit noisy. So we're just going to pray and just ask him to come.